Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. It's Tuesday, October 4th, and this is the Bird Brains with Mark and Ken. My partner is longtime Eagles beat writer for NJ.com and Trenton Times, Mark Eckel. I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Stars, head end Ken Dunnick. And, Mark, how's the weather down there? You live in uh, Myrtle Beach. You got hit by the storm. We're feeling the remnants of it here for the last uh, four days. How would you guys make out down there? We got, I got, I'm in, actually in North Myrtle Beach, and um, – I'm very, I feel fortunate and, and lucky. Um, it was wild watching it. I mean, it really was. Uh, south of us um, got hit really bad, like Pauly's Island, Georgetown. I mean, they got, it was really, really bad. I feel bad for people down, down there. They have severe damage. And then just oh. north of me. Don't tell me, don't tell me Pauly's Plantation got wiped out down there. That's one of my it, favorite golf yeah, courses. Well, I'm sure it's, all of Pauly's is pretty bad. So no, that's a shame. And then north of me, uh, in Cherry Grove, um, got hit pretty hard as well. Um, my, I, I lost power for about half a day, um, but the damage was kind of minimal. Um, I mean, n- nothing to me personally. I mean, uh, yeah. where I live, a couple of awnings got blown off the building. And well, you um, don't you live in a condo? Uh, you're up. Yeah, off the I'm water. in a resort. Yeah. yeah, I'm right on the water. It was that, that's what was crazy. Um, the the ocean. There was no beach. The, the, the ocean came all the way up to the dunes, like through the wow. dunes, which there are no dunes anymore. They, they, they just wiped the dunes. I thought it was going to come onto our property. I really thought it was going to, the way it was coming, but it, it, we got lucky there, too. It kind of stopped at the at the gate where where you, where you come in. Um, it didn't get, it didn't get past there, but it was, I've never, I mean, I've been down here almost six, five and a half years, and usually they tell us, you know, when when you live on the water, they make us move, you know. They make us leave, like you know. I, I I go inland and stay with friends, but this time they didn't they didn't tell us to leave. And this wow. I think this one was worse than the other. This this was way worse than anybody expected. Well, I've I've talked to people in Florida. It was the worst storm they ever went wow. through, and uh, you know Fort Myers is wiped out. Anyway, oh, we're we're glad uh, you're okay. We hope all the people in Florida and everybody are okay. Mm-hmm. But let's. Let's transition over to uh, some Eagles talk. Of course, the Bird Brands with Mark and Ken is brought to you by Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine. We've got a big event coming up on October 12th. If you're interested in attending and see what we can do for your business, please contact me, Ken, at jerseymanmagazine.com. So Sunday, Mark, was the return of Doug Peterson. Now, I was had a complicated Sunday. I was I watched a little bit on TV. I had to jump in the limo because we had some family coming. We had dinner at Peter Luger's in New York uh, Sunday afternoon. Now, it doesn't get much better than that, but I digress. (laughs) Let's get back to the football portion of the program. Um, I did not see uh, if Doug Peterson got a good reception. I heard that he did. Did you get any firsthand knowledge or see any of that pregame? I didn't see it because I was watching the game, but I I, I was out watching it, and the sound was – I couldn't convince him to put the sound on the Eagles-Jacksonville game. Yeah, but from everything I heard, very good, very good re- reception. Now, when his team was beating the Eagles fourteen nothing, I don't know how happy people were about it. But, uh, well, listen, why why wouldn't they give the only coach that ever brought a exactly. Super Bowl victory home a nice reception? And he didn't leave; he, he no. was kicked out, so it, right. it wasn't his fault. But and I don't think I'm, the fans, if the fans were to vote, if the fans had a vote on that, I don't think they would have voted to get rid of Doug. Of course not. Of course, why would they? Why would well, I'm saying guys... if it came down to – I don't want to mention another, Doug's nemesis, but if it came down to Doug and somebody else, I think the fans would have voted for somebody else to leave and Doug to stay. 
Well, I could I, be wrong. We, we've had this conversation, <laughs> and I know, listen, if you win a Super Bowl, I think you have the right to pick your own coaches. Yes. But anyway. And your players, and your right. – yes. But anyway, that's another – Sirianni's Ooh. doing well, so we can't – Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's doing well. And, you know, the team this weekend showed a lot of gut and resolve, as did I, by the way, because I actually <laughs> downloaded the NFL app so I could watch the second half on my way to the, uh, to the uh, restaurant. And and Limo did, Limo it did have a TV. I, hey, listen, it's a write-off, right? I'm writing it off. It probably was podcast retail. So, hopefully, no IRS agents are listening to this <laughs> podcast. But you know, it was it was terrible weather, windy, rainy. It certainly wasn't conducive to a passing game, which is really the Eagles' forte. I mean, Hertz was only 16 for 25, um, 204 yards, no touchdowns, and uh, one interception. To me, the team showed a grit and resolve. Uh, you know, there are times in the NFL, Mark, when, uh, you know, lines don't really seem to make sense. And then, you know, you look at the game and nothing about it makes sense and there's an upset. Uh, you know, it, it happens time and time. You know, last weekend you looked at the Pittsburgh-New York Jets line. Now, I realized the Jets were getting their quarterback back. But Pittsburgh only laying – three points at home against the Jets. You say, well, that's, a, that's an easy pick for Pittsburgh. No, the Jets come back and beat them. Right. This game, this Eagles game, had the same type of a feeling. Six and a half against Jacksonville. I know they played well the previous week, but they're pretty much an unproven team. The Eagles are the best team in football, according to many experts. And uh, you would think it was comfortable for at least to pick the Eagles for the money line, if not lay the six and a half. Well, lo and behold, Jacksonville comes out, jumps out to a 14 to nothing lead. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, you know, this is one of those games. It's just one of those games. It doesn't make sense on paper. But the Eagles showed grit and resolve and got back in the game. And they did it with a running game, which to me was really impressive. Well, yeah, you had to do it. Like you said, it was a hard day to throw. Um, I thought the turning point of the game, the whole game hinged on two plays, actually. Both um, Jacksonville was up 14 nothing and had the ball in Eagle territory. Yep. And Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, the Jacksonville quarterback, missed a wide open. I, I don't remember who the receiver was, uh, but he was wide open. And it would have been, it would have, if he hits him, it's, a, it's 21 nothing. Um, now, you know, you could say, well, then the final score would have been 29-20. Eagles still would have won. But it doesn't work that know. way. It doesn't exactly. work that way. Team nothing's one thing. Down 21 nothing, and everything's going against you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. There. Well, think about and that, then, Mark. Think about being down 21 to nothing in a game where you really need to run the ball because you can't right. throw the ball. That's a whole you don't different want to, Yeah, exactly. And in, and then on fourth down, um, Jacksonville went for it after that. After Lawrence missed the open guy, um, and Lawrence. Lawrence was running for the first down, and I think he would have gotten it, but he dropped the ball. The Eagles recovered, went down and scored. So instead of 21 nothing, or even 17 well, it was a hard day to kick, too, obviously. But um, now the Eagles, now it's 14-7. Now, now you're right back in the game. And from that point on, the Eagles just dominated the game. Yeah. You know, um, uh, Lawrence, who, who I do like, I think he's got a future as an NFL quarterback because of his arm, and he's tall, kid, he can see the field. He made some rookie uh, moves. Uh, he, I know he's a second-year player, but um, he uh, he lost turnovers. the ball. He lost the ball, you know, really on his own in the first turnover you yeah. mentioned. Just he got strip sacked twice by Hassan Reddick, who, by the way, if you want to create a rap name for Hassan Reddick, how about Lil LT? 
okay? <laughs> Little LT for Hassan Reddick, because this guy, he was bull rushing a tackle that was about twice as big as him, pushing him right into the quarterback, and strip sacks Lawrence twice. I mean, it was one of the most impressive displays I've ever seen by a linebacker of uh, Hassan Reddick's size. It was uh it was fun to watch. And no, then, he was he was he was good. You know, he was very good. Uh, we we talked about his athletic uh, freakishness, really, uh, and, and if he can put on a few pounds, he's uh, he's already hell on wheels, but he'll be even better. And then I thought James Bradbury made a really nice, important play. You know, he adjusted to the ball again. An inexperienced quarterback like Trevor Lawrence doesn't look off the receiver, and Bradbury makes a nice read on the ball, comes off the deep route, and and does the pick on the corner and. Uh, I just thought the Eagles' defense, the whole team really showed a grit and resolve that uh, was important in a game like that because it, it was ugly. they had to win ugly, and they did it. Yeah, and it, it was good to see them. Uh, it's easy for, for me to say this or, you know, just watching, but and, and, and you're going to yell at me because you're a former player, but um, it's good. <laughs> you never want to be behind 14-0, let me say that, right? But it was good to see them come back from like they had the first three wins they jumped out in front of if i'm not mistaken right all three well they fell behind initially at detroit but they made yeah but then they they had a big lead then they had a big lead and barely hung on um and then what you know minnesota they jumped on early washington they they jumped on early so it was you want to see your team win every which way and this was a different way for them for them to win to have to to be behind and and come back so and you know, looking at it that way, okay. Now they know. I, I don't know. I, I just think it gives them. They're going to fall behind again somewhere down the road. It just happens. Like you said, things happen, games happen, upsets happen. They're going to be now. They know. Hey, we can come back. You know, some teams fall behind and adverse. Some teams don't handle ad- adversity as well as others, and that separates good teams from real good teams you know well it's funny um, it's funny you say that because Sirianni post game talked about this team and not having to have handled adversity in the past until this game and right. it, it was an impressive for more you know you talk about adversity let's talk about the injury situation uh, Avante Maddox was out uh, for the game he didn't play at all uh, Slay goes out early he doesn't return Marcus uh, Mulata, uh, sorry Jordan Mulata um, goes out of the game early with a shoulder. Jack Driscoll comes in to replace him. He did a pretty good job. I didn't even realize that Andre Dillard was on our hour. You know, and he, and yeah, he, yeah. he's not, yeah, he's not eligible to come off for so after another, another couple of weeks. And then one more they, week, right? They lose Samalo in the game, and he's uh, always hurt, comes in. He does. He gets hurt a lot. Isn't uh, it time to say, hey, I, you know, maybe it's well, time to get on with your life's work. <laughs> you said that about Jason Peters about uh, ten years ago, and, and he's still playing. <laughs> Not well. <laughs> well, he's they moved him Not in like the guard. I mean, well, yeah, some, they're doing all protection kind of in there. I'm but, just, I mean, uh, I, nothing against the kid Swallow, but God, every time has he ever played a full season? Well, he's young. Peters got old. That was different. This kid, not yeah. old. he's just always hurt. Like it's it's bad luck. I mean, a lot of it's bad luck, I guess, but still. They're so sorry, they're I mean, so rock solid on that line. I mean, Lane Johnson has, has done a really good job. I thought he missed a couple of blitzes in the first game. I think he's played exceptionally well since then. I mean, Jason Kelsey, how can he continue to play at this level? He pulls like a guard and just obliterates people on the pull. And, and this guy, you know, they talk about retirement every year for this guy. He shows no signs of slowing down to me. I, 
you know, I, I hope he plays a while longer, although the consensus is he's probably going to retire after this year. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I think Dickerson's a solid – it was a solid pick by Howie, and he's playing well. And, as long as he's I, and I just yeah. – and the, the thing that impresses me most about the team, and, you know, I'm around a little bit, as you know, Dave Spadaro, who's the Eagles insider, now, now writes for Jersey Man, so I have a lot of conversations with Dave. And, and he just said it's a harmonious situation. Everybody likes each other. Everybody's pulling in the same direction. People are getting along. And I can tell you, I played on two teams with the Eagles and Stars that had that exact same dynamic. You look forward to going to work. Winning is infectious. Everybody seems to like each other. It's not about who gets the glory. It's about the team getting the win. And that's a pretty healthy atmosphere, and I think the Eagles are right in the middle of that so far this season. Yeah, I mean, they're 4-0. You can't – why wouldn't they be happy? I mean, why wouldn't they be harmonious, um, to use that word, Um, which I don't think I've ever used before. Uh, (laughs) uh, Not in a football context. Now, I don't want to be the – be the, be the down oh, come guy on, here. come on. There's got to be some, week, some downer in the, on the this podcast. Week, Let's go. This week scares could scare you. It really yeah. does. I, I'm scared of this game. Yeah. Why, are you, why are you scared well, of it? I'm a cross-country trip? Well, they'd have to, yeah, a couple reasons. I'm not a big trap game guy. I don't really – I think that gets overused. I know this trap. They're coming off an emotional win, right? They, they Whether a good come from behind win, but it was against their old coach. You knew they were mm-hmm. – there was emotion in that game, right? Yeah, I saw guys before the game talking to Doug, hugging them. Didn't didn't he give Kelsey? They exchanged yeah, some jackets yeah, or something. Yeah, whatever. Doug gave it was an emotional Kelsey win. Jacket. Yeah, it wasn't sure. a normal game. It wasn't because beating the Houston Texans or beating the Indianapolis Colts or the, it was. It, it, there was more to this game than just winning a football game. It was Doug coming back. The whole thing. A little emo- I think emotional. Who do they play the week after Arizona? Dallas Cowboys. Mm. You know that's always a big game. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a night game. You could very easily, and again, this this will tell me about the coaching staff and the players themselves. It's very easy, and it's human nature to look at the Arizona Cardinals and big deal, and look, and they could look right past this game. I, I mean, I've seen it happen many times in, in all my years. Where you know, both ways, teams look. But the Eagles work very good. Some teams look past the Eagles, and the Eagles upset them, and vice versa. Well, I can tell you that it's it's very difficult uh, to mentally get prepared each and every week to play your best. There are just, you know, it's human nature. There are, there are wins that kind of, you know, they're euphoric and you want to celebrate. All of a sudden, you're celebrating into Wednesday and Thursday. You got to play a game on Sunday, on Sunday, and you know you're not you don't quite have your best stuff. So, you know, I, I, I'm with I'm with you. I, I think yeah, that this I game is going to present a challenge. I'm not saying they're going to lose, but it's going to. It's not going. This isn't going to be a walk through. This isn't going to be like oh well, thirty four to ten or so. No, it's going to be tough. Yeah. And the Eagles historically have not played well in Arizona. I mean, back to back, go, go back to when they, they played them every year. When the Cardinals, I'm going way back now, but when the Cardinals were in the NFC East, they used to have to go out there every year. And every year, it seemed like I used to love it because I love going to Arizona. But it was a struggle. Even the games they won, they'd win in the last seconds or. It would take a you know a great defensive effort to stop them. Um, it was it's never been easy for the I, I, I should look it up, but um, the Eagles have had very few easy wins in Arizona. If 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 and and they've had a lot of tough losses, including the NFC Championship game that one year in what two thousand eight. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that swept when I thought Mc, yeah, McNabb came up small in that game, I, I thought. Uh, and what defense did, too. I don't know. I don't know if the climate has much to do with it. I can tell you this. When I went to Denver, it was really the only place oh, that's I could, different. I could yeah. feel the difference because it really is hard to catch your breath. You know, Arizona, it is hot, but it's a dry, it is a dry heat. And uh, I didn't really have much problem playing in that type of an, an environment, you know, versus Denver. But, uh, you know, it is a long trip, and these guys are big. And when you're crowded, I don't know how the Eagles travel. I don't think they have room for a luxury playing where these guys can stretch out. So, you know, if you're sitting two and three across and you're 275 pounds plus, it can – could be a little cramped. You got to get up and stretch your legs a lot on that flight, and that you know that that may have something to do with it. But if you look at the NFC East, the Eagles obviously the only undefeated team in the NFL at four and zero. You've got Dallas at three and one. They're coming up now. Is Dak Prescott going to play in the Eagles game? It sounds like he might. It sounds like he may take he wa- one week. Yeah, he, one he more week off. He wanted to play this week, but well, I, but Cooper I'm, Rush is playing so yeah, well. Why would they? Rush if I'm the Cowboys, I don't stick with Cooper Rush until I let him to. let him heal. Let him be. Yeah, because Russ is – I mean, they're certainly not struggling with Cooper Rush. And listen, it's I don't care how good Cooper Rush plays. It's Dak Prescott's job. They guarantee right. him, you know, uh, oh, no, 50 million. I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm in no way yeah. insinuating that Rush is going to take Prescott's the, job. No, no, my point is let, let him get healthy. Right. you got a guy exactly. in there that can win. Let let Prescott get healthy. And, I mean, if, and, if Rush had gone 0-2, oh, and, oh, and 0-3, oh, then you – Dak, we you at seventy percent is still better than what we got, so let's get out sure. there. But no, why not let Cooper keep playing? So yeah, I think I think Dak will be back again. I think I think Rush plays this week for Dallas against uh, the Rams, but then I think Dak will be back. Um, I think that's I'm just that's, this is just from what I'm hearing and reading. Right, so. that's the same thing. I, I think the Giants at three and one are a, a, a bit of an anomaly. I don't think they're going to be in the race for the division. I do think it's going to be. Between the Eagles and Dallas and Washington, no, it's just, Washington's just terrible. They can't protect. I'll say, they can't I'll protect say the, the Giants. Um, yeah, Washington's terrible, and Wentz is Wentz is Wentz. done. This is it. Um, this is the this is the swan song. He yeah, he got his hundred million, but I, he's gonna yep. he's gonna retire into the sunset. I think. Well, somebody asked me if if I think he'll be on his fourth team in four years next year, and I well, said who, yeah, and I said yeah, probably like Edmonton. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine another NFL team. But that's what I'm saying. I don't even be in the CFL. Um, but the Giants. I'll, let me say this about the Giants. I agree. I don't think they're going to keep going like this. But but I'll say this. Joe Shane, the, the new GM, and Brian Dable, the new head coach, have brought a professionalism back to that franchise that was that was that wasn't there the last three or four years. They look like a, I mean, they they were a joke the last few years. I mean, I don't even, they somehow beat the Eagles last year. I don't still don't know how that happened. But well, Hurts just played his worst game ever. But, he did. Um, I mean, they were they, the Giants were a mess. I mean, they were the, remember the they were quarterback sneaking on from their. Uh, it was, they were just it was it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing unless you know or laughable if you're if you don't like the Giants. Um, now they're prof- they're they're they they they're a professional football team. They. Dables really knows what he – I mean, I'm in, for a first-year coach. He's I'm really impressed. good. I love him. He knows what I he's love doing. Him. Yeah, he knows he's what he's ex, doing. He's the ex-Buffalo offensive coordinator. The guy's exactly. got a resume. He knows what he's doing. And his staff isn't bad either. He has some pretty good guys on that staff, I think. I'm, again, I'm not saying the Giants are a playoff contender by any means, but they're not a, they're not a joke anymore. I'll, I'll say that. 
Well, let's hope Miles Sanders can rush for another 134 yards and a couple touchdowns, and the, the yeah, Eagles will nice, uh, huh? Eagles will come out of there. But uh, your hey, boy Marcus, had a nice touchdown run too. Your, your, your buddy, your guy from uh, Memphis had a nice play last week too. Gainwell. Uh yeah, yeah, Gainwell. Um, you know who? Uh, I didn't. There was another running back that they activated. I, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he was in the game relatively early in a spot that I thought uh, Gainwell. Would have, are, uh, would, would I mean, have yes, been in here, there. Here's a trivia question. Are you and Gainwell the only players from Memphis to play for the Eagles? Oh, no, it's got to be. It's got to be others. I don't know. Memphis good, doesn't turn out a lot. Trivia. Of hey, hey, listen, to our listeners, look that go ahead and Google I'll have that, that answer yeah. next. I'll yeah, have the answer yeah. to that next week. I'm going to yeah, look let's, that up. Let's, let's let the fans call in with an answer. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give away a magazine subscription or something. Anyway, hey, listen, Mark, it's always fun chatting Eagles with you. We will be back next week, hopefully talking about an Eagles victory in Arizona. For my partner, Mark Eckel, this is Ken Dunnick saying so long, and thanks for listening to the Bird Brains with Mark and Ken. Have a good week, everybody. Take care.